Parkinson's Day and that is scheduled to take place on the 11th of April. Well, we're joined by two people now in studio who have uh, very much as most close links with Parkinson's and with members of their family living with the condition. We are joined by Mildred Gilmore, whose brother has been diagnosed with Parkinson's almost 10 years ago, and by Kevin Fitzsimons, a member of the Northwest Parkinson's Association here in Sligo. And uh, he also heads up Ireland's uh, Parkinson's uh, Golf Committee as well. So we'll be talking uh, to both of our guests just in, uh, a little bit about the condition in a, in a in the coming minutes here on the programme. And uh, maybe, Mildred, I'll just start with you because I always, I suppose, in a case where somebody receives the the news that they're going to be living with Parkinson, um, the whole support of their family very much, I suppose, is something that's going to be crucial in helping everybody or anybody that picks up a diagnosis maybe that you weren't expecting, something out of the blue. And in a case like that and in the immediate aftermath, the support network, the support structure of family is hugely important. And your brother here, as we mentioned in the introduction to the piece, was diagnosed a decade ago. So what was that like for, obviously, for your brother and for the entire family? Well, a shock, I suppose, because it was looking into the unknown. You didn't know what, uh, how it would progress, how quickly, and uh, what the issues around it would be. And in some ways, very little is known about it, even though in other ways, a lot is known because it's talked about quite a bit now. Um, but it is a shock and we've grown with it now and come to expect certain uh, effects at certain times. Because my brother is quite good a number of times, but sinks a bit at other times. And of course, COVID did not help as it didn't help many people. But he, he did uh, deteriorate a lot at that time. But he has come up again with medication and supports and so on. Maybe not to the level he was at before. No, I can just yeah. imagine COVID obviously would have been a challenging period in everybody's life and especially when you've been living with a condition like Parkinson's as well that would have brought added challenges. You mentioned a very interesting piece there too, Mildred. When somebody maybe has a family member or somebody that's closely connected to them and they develop the condition, obviously you, you tend to do research, you tend to learn as much as you can about the condition. But if it's not directly impacting people, there probably is, and we're all guilty of maybe of this, of not knowing enough about the condition. Absolutely, absolutely. None of us do. We just accept the statement. Somebody has got Parkinson's. Maybe they're not walking very well. Maybe they're not speaking very well or something like that. Because it can have progressed quite a bit by the time those um, symptoms show, if, if symptoms is the right word. Um, so it, it is quite, quite a, a shock when you actually hear somebody within your family now has it and what that will mean. My brother lives alone, so that was an extra challenge. Um, trying to keep uh, a sort, an eye on him and how he is and he's a very independent person and a very sociable person so he wants help and he doesn't at the same time over, yeah. over he needs years. assistance but he needs independence equally that's, that's right Yeah, and, that's it, and it can be maybe a challenge to combine right. both alright we'll talk to you in a couple of moments more about, about the care that, that you've been providing there and helping your brother through this um Kevin, at this stage, can we welcome you to the programme? Thank you very much indeed for, for coming into the studio. Tell us a little bit maybe in the lead up to you 
discovering the, the, the whole situation with Parkinson's and how it was impacting you. What were the signs early on? Yeah, well, I, I was diagnosed in November 2020. Um, I, I suppose... When 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 I first got the diagnosis, when I got the, it, 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 a lot of things started to make sense to me afterwards. Things that I, I hadn't realised were Parkinson's related, that had begun to affect me, and it was probably from when I look back at it now, I realised probably eight to ten years before I got the diagnosis that things began to appear. Nothing of itself significant enough to warrant a visit to a doctor, but at the same time, the 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 the, the, the symptoms were actually there, were beginning to appear. Now. Um, I knew myself probably for about three to five years before I was diagnosed that there was something wrong with me that I didn't not quite know what it was. Mm-hmm. I was having trouble sleeping at night. I was very tired in daytime. Um, the tremor was beginning to beginning to appear occasionally. Um, for for me, lockdown and COVID, which Margaret has just or Mildred has just mentioned, um, were probably significant in the sense that in the first lockdown, when we were at, when we were at home, we were all at close quarters. People began to notice. My family members began to notice things that were happening. They noticed the tremor more. They noticed I had difficulty in in swallowing. Um, and then when we were walking, my wife Marie commented on the fact my arm wouldn't swing. My right arm didn't swing. And when I became aware that my right arm didn't swing, I suddenly realised that no, it doesn't swing. I have to tell it to swing. And if I don't tell it to swing, it doesn't swing. So, like, obviously, everybody was walking in COVID. And um, I play quite a bit of golf. So when the, the, the first lockdown ended, I, I went back to playing golf. And just about a week before the second lockdown started, um, two different people in the golf club commented to me on the way I was walking and commented on the way I was dragging my right right leg and said, you should get that seen to. So I, I, I basically... I decided, okay, I better do something about this. I better go to a doctor. There's something wrong. And uh, I did possibly the, the worst thing or the best thing, I don't know, but I, I wrote down all the symptoms I could think of from dry skin to sleeplessness to the arm not not swinging. I put it all into Google and it came out as Parkinson's. And I, I closed it after and said, that can't be right. Mm. I was just about to ask you, because when people would tell you like that, that there's some telltale signs and something isn't right, Kevin, and maybe you should get checked out. In the era that we're all living in now, the, the obvious thing to do and we're all guilty of it the first thing you do is you go to Dr Google and you try and find out what Dr Google is going to diagnose us Um, so you did that like what so many other people in a similar position would do was that a big shock to you when, when you oh, seen this, the information totally, that Google was providing? Totally. When, when I saw Parkinson's, I didn't read anything else about it. I just saw Parkinson's. That's not right. I, I can't, that can't be right. And um, when I got my head around me then, I, 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 I looked it up again. I, I looked in more detail at it and I figured, yeah, that seems to be it all right. So um, we got the doctor's appointment. Um, we told the doctor what was going on he said well what do you think I told him what I thought and he said I think it could be right as well but we have to get a neurologist to, to confirm that so we got an appointment with a neurologist pretty quickly afterwards um, so uh, met a man in Galway Michael Hennessy Dr Michael Hennessy and he was the neurologist involved he he was very very positive about the diagnosis he told me I had Parkinson's but he, he told me that he, I should be able to live a normal life with it medication will, will help you live a normal life and once I got my head around it, I began to realise this is not the worst thing in the world. There are a million things that are worse than Parkinson's. And you start to look at things on a more positive light. Um, I, I was lucky in the sense I, I was very open about it and I told people about it. And through telling people about it, I became involved in, in a golf group. Uh, there was a friend of a friend in the golf club who was trying to put together a team to play in a tournament in England. And I got involved in that pretty early doors. And... Uh, 
So at the end of that, that second lockdown in June, there was six of us had been in touch with each other at that point from various parts of the country and we met and played golf in Portumna. Now, I had no idea what I was getting into. I absolutely had no clue what I was going to meet because I, I hadn't engaged with anyone else with Parkinson's apart from talking to these people over the phone. And um, we went down and met in Portumna and I came away completely inspired because I met people with Parkinson's who had Parkinson's for a number of years who continued to play golf. Some people had played at a fairly high level in golf and, and had still managed to, to, to keep going, plugging away off a higher handicap or whatever, but kept going. So um, my journey with Parkinson's, that was really the, the, the start of it. And and from, from sharing your experience and from hearing the experience of other people that were living with the condition, that I presume immediately lifted a huge weight and probably put to bed you know, some of the doubts that you had. It showed that you could have a normal life. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, like, the effects of Parkinson's on your life can be mitigated by by being positive, by being active and, and, and talking to other people with Parkinson's, being part of the collective Parkinson's group, meeting people. It, it helps, like, Mar- like Mildred has said, the family are involved as well. So when you meet other people with Parkinson's, you meet their families as well. Your family meet their families. And we all have so much in common. You know, like what I say about Parkinson's, the journey with Parkinson's is like talking to people on a bus journey. If you have 50 people who take the same bus journey, everybody has a different perspective on the journey if you ask them about it afterwards. The people mm-hmm. at the front of the bus have a different perspective to people on the back. But there's a common thread throughout everything. And Parkinson's is very much like that. There's lots of little things you discover that you think you're the only person that that... Yeah, that and you're getting, you're getting a whole wide, wide yeah. circle of friends and introducing yourself to new people. That's a very interesting point, Mildred. I, I'd just be interested in picking up on it from your perspective as well and your brother's perspective. The fact is, as Kevin has mentioned there, that, you know, having contact, having almost a network of maybe other people that are living with the condition has been very helpful to him. And I'm just going back to the point that you made about your brother, obviously been a very sociable person, wanting independence. I presume by him having this most, that uh, social ability to interact with people, yes. did he take a similar approach? Did he decide to say, well, let's get it out there, let's meet other people, and let's see maybe that a problem shared is a, a problem halved is a, shared is a problem halved? Oh, very much so, very proactive in all of this. <coughs> Sorry. Um, involved in the association and... Um, uh, in promoting getting a specialist nurse to the area, various things like that, helping people, meeting with people, um, talking about it, going to the exercises, getting some of the rest of us involved in the exercise group. Very good lady in Strand Hill who re- sees us at least once a week, and that's m- very positive. Kevin does it by um, video. Uh, we go in person. Um, so, and it's great meeting other people and having the few words. And um, there is a also a weekend has been anyway in near Athlone, a hotel there, Hudson Bay, and that was very good. I couldn't get over all I met there and what people said about it and what they said about being the spouse of somebody who has Parkinson's. That people don't think of the carer and. She put it to me that it was it's in some ways a life sentence. Now, maybe that's strong, but in some ways it's right. Wouldn't you agree, Kevin? Yeah, I have to mm. say Parkinson's is something for all the family. Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um what's very much coming across in the conversation is when you get a diagnosis like this, let it be a family member or in in your own case, Kevin, the attitude 
that you take towards it. And I'm very, very impressed by and very happy to hear you saying that, you know, there's a million worse things that could have happened. I have this condition, I can lead a normal life. And again, when you arm yourself maybe with more information about the condition, there are mechanisms which can help you to manage it. Absolutely, uh, you know, and again, from, just from engaging with people with Parkinson's, you learn you learn different things. And you know, as I said, one of the things with Parkinson's is it can make you feel very isolated. You know, if you don't engage with it, um, some people aren't are inclined to to, to, to 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 close in on themselves a wee bit with it because they're embarrassed about the the, the tremor, they're embarrassed about facial ex- lack of facial expression or whatever. You know, and um, they shouldn't really uh, be, being. Engaged with people is really important with Parkinson's because it, it helps you be positive and you learn the tricks of the trade from other people. Like one of the lads on the golf trip with us was telling me he uses a stress ball to stop his tremor. And it's a great idea to keep a stress ball in your pocket and just uh-huh. squeeze it every so often and it, it, it absolutely helps you, you know. So little things like, like that make such a difference. I remember chatting to one of the lads one day and I, he, he said how he had a problem taking his wallet out of his pocket. And I thought, I, I thought I was the only one that had that. Yeah. But he had the exact same problem taking your... putting your hand to your back pocket and taking up because you lose your your, 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 your your fine motor skills, your coordination is slightly off, you know. Yes. So little things like brushing your teeth, um, buttoning up a shirt, things like that can become pro- problems, you know. And um, you, you kind of feel you're the only person in the world that that's, that's Parkinson's is affecting in that way, but you're not. Everybody has different little... And little they've experienced, yeah, yeah, similar and challenges. And you talk to someone who's experienced the same thing as yourself. Yeah, and maybe found ways, found ways of overcoming it. Yeah. The importance, and I know for, for, from golf and you've come from a sports background as well and as you mentioned there with the golf diet and exercise is very important as well yeah um, diet is much the same as for everybody else keep away from sugary foods too much sugary foods too much salty foods eat regularly um Sometimes digestion can be a problem for people later on in Parkinson's, so you're, it's suggested that you may take smaller meals more, more regularly, you know. Um, exercise with Parkinson's is absolutely key. Um, Mildred has mentioned Miriam Cunningham out in Fitness for All in Strand Hill. Miriam is excellent work with us. Uh, one of the problems for people with Parkinson's is coordination and balance. Miriam does a lot of work with us on balance to help us prepare for, for the eventuality that you may fall, to be prepared how, how to, to stop yourself from falling, you know. And like, that's probably one of the things that I, I found most with Parkinson's is be, be, being aware that they're, they're hazards for me. So I take more care going down the stairs. I, I use the handrail. I don't rush the way I used to work. I, where I used to, to, to live my life at 90 miles an hour. I know I have to slow down a little bit and take care. So they're probably the, 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 the things. But exercise, I couldn't stress how much, how much exercise means and keeping moving and keeping, keeping active. And as I say, I, I, I play golf. Golf is a really sociable game. Um, I'm blessed to have great members and great friends in the club in Ross's Point and um, I have people who look after me out there now because they know my, my, my problems like I mean sometimes if it rains putting on a rain jacket can be a, can be an issue for me but I have people there who help me do it yeah. you know and like that's why it's so important to tell people your condition because people are more than willing to help yeah, you know, and once they know you're comfortable at accepting the help yeah. as well, that that that's a big plus for them. Speaking of being active, and I know there's a very special walk taking place on Palm Sunday as well that's coming right. up. Tell me a little we, bit about we, that. We have a fundraising walk for the Northwest Parkinson's branch on Sunday, leaving the Riverside at two two o'clock. Uh, we have a few Sligo Rovers players coming over to lead off the walk. So, um, if any Rovers fans out there want to get their first five k in for the fifty k for Rovers, this is a good opportunity to do it on Sunday at two o'clock at the Riverside Hotel. Um, 
we also have a bucket collection in town on Saturday, so if anyone sees us on the street with our buckets, perhaps they'd like to give a donation. And if you haven't got cash, we have an iDonate page available. The link is on the Northwest Parkinson's Group Facebook page. Brilliant. Into that. And we, any, any support would be greatly appreciated. Fantastic. Well done, Kevin, and keep up the good work there, Mildred. Finally, um, I suppose you again would be encouraging as many people to support these fundraising initiatives and indeed to provide, continue to provide support Absolutely. to family members Absolutely. too. Absolutely, yes. And it's good that family members can support each other. It's an opportunity. And um, I agree with absolutely everything Kevin has said. It, I, it was ticking boxes for me as he was speaking. But that you can't lose hope. You must keep up hope and encourage the person as much as possible to keep going.